You can skip this meeting info disclaimer by going to the two minute and 30 second mark. This is a comedy show about black mental health and race. None of the views expressed here should be considered advice. This is a content and trigger warning. Some audience members may find the show's content to be harmful and disturbing. Not as annoying as this fucking music. This comedy discusses issues that are adult in nature. You must be 18 or older to listen. The views expressed are independent of any podcast platforms or sponsors. Now that we've eliminated, exploited, or offended everyone in the known fucking universe, please enjoy the show. If you have an actual emergency, please dial 911. Peace. You have public access to listen to this Zoom meeting live. Friday nights after midnight, around 3 a.m., actually Saturday morning, which is 3 a.m., by dialing in at 646-876-9923. That's 646-876-9923. Welcome to Zoom. Enter your meeting ID followed by pound. Our meeting ID is 819-6724-8120. That's 819-6724-8120. Meeting ID. The passcode is 307404. That's 3074 zero four three zero seven four zero four thank you and we'll see you inside our zoom meeting on black mental health and race you are in the meeting now you are the first participant please stand by cool yep alaikum, brother peace to god Peace to the universe. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here for another episode of Black Mental Health and Race. If you'd like to look us up to catch these episodes, you can find us on iTunes and other um, podcast platforms by just typing in B as in boy, M as in mental, R as in race, H as in health, B-M-H-R, and we'll come right up. Um, pick those initials. They go with our title, Black Mental Health and Race. And um, it's a u- unique way to access this podcast. I am your host, MF Doug AF, and my co-host is Dr. Moore. Welcome back to our show, brother. Yes, indeed. What's going on? We are in the week of, uh, what week is This is um, Saturday, uh, um, July 16, 2022. Mm. What's going on? Uh... Nothing that's weird. Um, oh, okay. I was a little confused. <laughs> I was I was sitting here 
listening to you talk, but um, I was watching a Netflix special called You. <laughs> and that's what I um, meant to ask you. What was the name of that show that you were watching? It's called You? It's called You. And um, it threw me for a loop because I had pa- I paused it. And mm-hmm. when I pause it, um, what starts to happen is the um, uh, pictures will start to show up. Um, <laughs> and there's pictures that, uh, that are, I guess my wife has saved or whatever. And they're in her mm-hmm. Google thing. And so right. I was looking at Saturday, July 16th. And a picture popped mm-hmm. up. And um, it was a picture of my daughter. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> how, do, how do we have a picture of Saturday, July 16th? Because she's out of town with her, her cousins. And mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, I, I was pausing because I was, my brain was asking, like, how is this picture showing up? <laughs> but there's another date at the bottom that shows the date mm-hmm. of the picture. But I was confused mm-hmm. with the date that's up at the top of the, 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 the TV <laughs> screen. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, I'm back now. My barons are, you know, working again. <laughs> yes, I was, you know, because now with social media, it has a way of, you know, whatever rabbit hole you go down, um, it'll start to give you more of that because it thinks that yep. uh, you, you, you like that stuff. <laughs> And so it start, just automatically starts to give you that. And I was like, Ooh, hey, algorithms. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so with social media, you don't even have a natural thought anymore if you're on social media, mm-hmm. because what happens is your thought, you think that's your thought, but it's actually not. It's mm-hmm. actually creating a thought for you. Hmm. Indeed, brother. Um, it's it's um, amazing how they can get the um, the computer to to seem like it, it's predicting what you want and have it ready for you in terms of information. I know the um, the the thought that I sent you. Just in a text message, the next thing you know, I had all types of um, not only videos, but just information, websites, and all this other stuff coming to me even before I even searched for it. And um, it's amazing how, like you're saying, it, it's like controlling what you think and uh, what um, you find as a priority. Even when I was um, searching for other information, it would still come right back to this. And like you said, it's a rabbit hole because even when when you say, "Okay, let me let me look at this because it seems related to what I was saying," and you just get deeper and deeper into the layers of connectivity, and um, Nothing gets accomplished because <laughs> you, you you focus on one thing, but that one thing keeps drawing you into something else. And I think that's the purpose of those algorithms to keep you engaged. 
Mm. Absolutely. It is it is the epitome of what um Hillary Clinton talked about when they asked her um what mistake did she think that her and her team made um in running against Donald Trump or losing against Donald Trump. And she said one of the things that they discovered was that over 50% of the U.S. population gets their media and their information from one source. Mm. So it just speaks volumes to the MAGA people or the Trump people or the Proud Boys or, you know, people that have this one way of thinking. They are inundated constantly every day with that type of information and with mm. people that think like they think. So there's no objective, right, way of for mm. them to think because they, they are convinced and they're inundated with the way that they think. So if it's uh, abortion, if it's guns, if it's MAGA, that's all they get all day, every day. And so mm -hmm. if, if they're getting people like Paulson saying the left is trying to kill you, the left is trying to take your rights away, the left is trying to take your guns away. This is what they're hearing every day, all day. So it makes mm -hmm. sense that they are as crazy as they are because they, they, they're, they're inundated by social media and by that one source of where they get information. It's interesting because my son came to me uh, mm. this Friday. I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday. It was Wednesday, I think, because I was, I think it was Wednesday because I was going to go to the gym. And he said, mm. Dad, did you, he said, Dad, did you know that the Washington football team changed their name to the Commanders? And I looked at him <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> and he said, yeah, they changed their name. And I looked and I was like, how did you not know that? Why is this new news of you? <laughs> he said, he said, well, I didn't know it. <laughs> who didn't know? You, you didn't know that, Brother Douglas? I sure didn't when they did that. <laughs> God, this is embarrassing. So I said to him, I said, Khalid, not only, did, not only did they change their name to Washington Commanders, but they were the Washington football team for like the last two years. That I remember, yeah. I because remember that. they removed, they, they had to remove the Washington Redskins the Red because, it was, because it was a derogatory name. So right. they were just called the Washington football team. And right. then, you know, um, Months ago, back there, they voted to what they were going to change the name to, and they changed the name to the Commanders. And hmm. he was like, "Dad, I, I, I didn't know that." And I was like, "Why did you not know that, son?" He was like, "Well, I don't watch the news." <laughs> I said, "What do you mean you don't watch the news? That's not a good thing to say, right? That's not a good way to be." And he said, mm -hmm. "Well, only," he said, "There only old people watch the news. My generation doesn't watch the news." <laughs> And I said, Clint, that's that's not good. He said, Dad, he got a nobody, point there. He said, Dad, nobody in my generation sits down, hmm. you know, 
and watches the news for hours. He said, that's for old hmm. people. And I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, this is a reality check, right? I was like, damn, the new generation, the, I, I, did, I did not know that. I was, I was like, you they know. They got everything handed to them, so they don't need nothing. <laughs> right. But, but not only do they, didn't, do they not need anything, but it speaks vibes to what Hillary, Hillary Clinton was saying about he was evidence to me that that there are a population of people, the majority of the population in America gets their news from one source. The only information mm. my son knows, if it's not coming from my mom, from his mom or me, is from his social media uh, mm. uh, timeline. And so whatever he's into on his timeline, that's what shows up. Whatever he's mm-hmm. not doesn't show up. So he's not, mm. he, my, my son doesn't have the attention span to sit down and watch a four-hour football game. He's not going to do that. You know, <laughs> he's going to watch the highlights. Right. And, and, I, and I, don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that because, you know, <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, a Sunday without watching eight, four hours, <laughs> 16 hours, you know, of, of football. You know, but to him, that's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Like, who in the freak sits down for that long watching a game you know it, it doesn't make sense to him but you know it, it just wasn't resonating to me Every, I don't, you know I'll you sum know, it up for you brother he thinks that old people ain't got nothing better to do well what may be but we make we, we, I make time for that Thing that I don't have anything to do. I can have something to do and, and be doing work while I'm watching the game. I'm you, I gotta watch the game. But yeah, it is but it is a reality there's, check. There's, there's, apparently there's better things to do. I'd like to know what they are. <laughs> Maybe we're too old to appreciate it. <laughs> Oh man, young folks is something else, boy. <laughs> uh, one of one of my get greatest pastimes is uh, watching Sunday football all day. Now I wasn't always like that when I was younger. I I really didn't give a fuck. I I like I got shit to do, so I can understand where you're coming from. Um, I can't. And it, it don't see like that there's n- enough time in the day. But all of my friends, all of the people I grew up with, they were diehard sports fanatics. They actually sat down and watched games for hours. Um, even when we were outside playing as young kids, there would be, especially this one guy, he used to carry around a radio so he could listen to the Mets on, on the radio while we playing baseball or basketball. He's listening to it. That's how um, entrenched into the game he was. But um, I, I, I can see his perspective, but as I got older, I began to appreciate wanting to be a part of that conversation. Like people would be having uh, discussions about sports and I ain't know a goddamn thing about it except for the highlights. Um, so then I can appreciate what you said. 
Like, how do you not know <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> right. I'm like, but, um, in, 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 in your city, this is, hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, how do you not know what's going on with your local football team? Hmm. I ain't like, that. I don't watch football like that. You watch football <laughs> like that. I get it. I get it. Uh, and I'm like, speaking of cities, Speaking of cities, didn't they have some type of damn tropical rainstorm in Virginia that shut down Virginia? I know you don't live in Virginia, but uh, it's like right over the border. Yeah, well, it was a tropical rainstorm, but it was, I don't call it tropical rainstorm, but it was just um, heavy winds. But it wasn't just Virginia, it was Maryland, you know, the whole Mm -hmm. metropolitan area. Um, wow. There were areas near my house that was that was hit pretty hard. I um, figured because you're close by Maryland and Virginia. That's that tri-state. Um, well, yeah, the, DC is well, not a state, but um, I get I, I get yeah. what it's saying. What we call a DMV, right? DC, Mar- DC Maryland. D- D- yeah, the DMV. Yeah. Wow. So. You, it didn't affect you too much. Well, it didn't affect my direct community, but there are communities mm-hmm. that are connected to my community that it, it, it affected more. I see. Yeah. I, I had um, saw that on the news and I thought about you. Yeah, I was um, coming home yesterday and I had mm-hmm. to make a detour um, because I we it as much. Well, one of, one of the streets that I was coming down on uh, the road was closed because of that. And so I had to make a detour and go a couple other ways in order to get home because of that, because of that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I spoke to you last week about the, um, something that I, I would um, mention on the air after we um, hung up uh, last uh, week's um, podcast and it was about um, me being stopped by the security in this uh, food shopping store and um, they wanted to check my bag. Now, me being a little associated with um, lawyers, it doesn't make me a legal person so I don't want anybody to consider this story legal information. It's considered a joke. And uh, let's see if we can take our conversation from there onward. Um, So I was stopped by the security, and I do know that they have no right to search me without probable cause, but they do extend to um, the store owner a privilege called shopkeepers privilege where they in essence give um, retail stores like Target, especially these big stores, more so than the mom and pop operations, but big stores like um, the Walmart, Target, um, uh, all of these food conglomerates, all of these types of uh, retail for uh, fashion and everything. 
they give the um, shopkeepers, the owners of those stores, the uh, deference when it comes to legal matters by allowing their security that they hire, those personal security guards that they hire, to actually act as they as if they were cops. If they have probable cause to think that you were stealing something, they can reasonably, and I use that word specifically, reasonably, detain you or prevent you from leaving the store. So, nevertheless, instead of making a scene, I gave the guy, the security guard, my bag to check. Of course, he checks the bag and there's nothing in it. And then he just walks off. He doesn't even apologize. Um, but he had blocked my way from leaving the cashier area. And so I wrote a letter to the um, to the um, to the name of that store. The name of that store is uh, what do they call it? Food Town. Do uh, you know when I looked it up? I couldn't find out who owns Food Town. And I'm wondering why I couldn't figure out who owns Food Town. Come to find out that there's a bunch of these supermarkets that are all tied in together under the uh, parent company umbrella name Allegiance Retail LLC, Limited Liability Corporation. So all of these... Um, retailers have somehow built a collective a conglomerate of food retail shops so that no mom and pop operation can actually be competitive with them because they are buying in bulk. They buy their stuff in bulk because it's a whole bunch of them buying and they're going to split up the items that they, they buy. So they get a discount on the purchase from the manufacturers that are making the food. And that's how they t can take over whole blocks. So even if you wanted to protest, say, perhaps Food Town, do you know that if I go to, let's say, Met Food or Key Food or some Pathmark or some other place, that they still own that shit too? I thought that was interesting. Sounds like a drug game. Hmm. <laughs> right? You think you're going to go buy your drugs from somebody else? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, so, because that's, that's, the, that's the way the drug game works, and that you monopolize, you know, hmm. the whole city or the majority of the city or blocks or communities. So, hmm. you might not, so, you don't like this drug, though, so you, so I'm not, that's for him anymore because he keeps shortening. <laughs> so you go over here and buy your dope from this person, but you still buy your dope essentially from the same person because the hmm. person that's, that, that's funding this person is funding this that person is funding that whole community. So hmm. it doesn't matter if you go to another store because the 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 person who's selling the dope is they all buying the dope from the same person. So same way with what you're talking about with the um, with the grocery store. Mm. It doesn't matter whether you buy from that grocery store or not. If you go to the next grocery store down the block, 
the the owner owns all those stores, so he's still getting the money. Hmm. That is wild. And um, just when you think that the individual has rights, even the court system, um, this is all has to do with politics. Even the, the uh, court system has to give the right of the shopkeeper over your natural rights um, that are supposed to be codified by the Constitution, your right to privacy, which is what is being um, afflicted when somebody asks you to search your bag or even look at your receipt when you're going out the store. They're not even supposed to do that. But what um, the, the U.S. government has done is allowed these security uh, guards to be like they are working in the same deputized to being actual police officers if they can prove probable cause that you're stealing. Well, it's the same that way is a to... lot of power that they give them to do that that goes against your um, uh, rights uh, guaranteed under the Constitution. Well, if you look at it that way, right, uh, another way of looking at it is, let's say you go to a nightclub, right? Any nightclub mm -hmm. where there's bouncers, right? Mm -hmm. A bouncer isn't a police officer, but the club mm -hmm. owner gives the bouncer the right to throw your ass out of the club. <laughs> right. Right? It gives the, the bouncer the right to say, oh, I got to check your bag before you come in. Right. You know, and if you don't let me check your bag, you can't come in. Right. You know, if, if someone says you did X, Y, and Z, you know, your natural right is to say, no, I didn't do this, or no, this isn't, you know, the case. Well, the bouncer can supersede your natural right and just throw your ass out of the club. Hmm. Indeed. And and that's that's the way I was trying to be reasonable. And I'm like, okay, I'll let him search my bag because I know I haven't done anything. Um, but... Um, I just looked up the a case, a lady from Alabama, a white lady. Um, hello to all the nice white folks that listen to this show. This is Black Mental Health and Race. She just won $2 million from Walmart because they checked her receipt and found out that she actually did something, not like me who did nothing, that that she didn't ring up all her items in the self-checkout. So they detained her, and she won a lawsuit because they showed her in a false light, she said. So she had an attorney get the criminal charges dropped, and after the criminal charges were dropped, she sued Walmart for... Um, invasion of right to privacy and being detained against her civil rights and won $2 million. Uh, Walmart is appealing that. that This just happened in, um, I think, December of 2021 um, was when the case started. I'll have to look that up again. 
but you can look it up yourself. Uh, Alabama woman just received $2 million. So even though the courts can give you um, deference, is what they call that, meaning that um, they will allow you um, certain um, violations of um, people's rights if you can prove probable cause. In this case, even though the woman actually did something that was wrong, um, the court showed her leniency that it wasn't illegal. It was just a mistake, and they had no right to detain her. Therefore, they had no right to detain her, according to the opinion of the um, Supreme Court that um, came down with the ruling. I thought that was interesting. So even though a store, the shopkeeper's privilege, which I just spoke about, gives the store the right to do something illegal, here's what most consumers don't know. That these stores, including like clothing stores, uh, Walmarts that sell a variety of food and clothing and other items, electronics, all of these stores, whether it be a mom and pop operation or a big box store like Target, they do not have the right to check your receipt. They do not have the right to stop you. They do not have the right to do anything that would violate your uh, natural rights as a U.S. citizen. However, it's going to be difficult to prove that. But for some reason, this white lady was able to not only prove that she was right, but she proved that she was violated to the tune of $2 million. So something to keep in mind. I don't know where my case will go. I haven't filed a lawsuit. I, in, in fact, wrote to the head of Allegiance Retail uh, Services, LLC, and asked to have a sit down with the manager of the store in Food Town to apologize to me. Uh, they did uh, respond, but I haven't heard from them since they responded. I gave them 30 days to apologize, and we'll see where it goes from there. Just wanted to mention this story and uh, know your, your, your legal rights and... Um, know when people are going over the shopkeeper's privilege. They don't have a right to do any of that. But it is implied that they do because it's security and they look tough and they are tough. They can throw your ass down to the ground. And that's what I wanted to avoid, that these people would overpower and injure me. And I only got one hand because I got the other hand holding the cane. But I, I told the security guard, what the fuck do you think I'm going to steal? This is after the, the, the illegal search. I, I'm walking out and I see the guy again, the security. I said, what the fuck do you think I'm going to steal? And I can barely see. I'm, I'm visually impaired. You, you shouldn't have um, treated me like that. And you didn't even apologize. So, yeah, uh, I, that I, had me angry. I, I think I'm... I think, unfortunately, a lot of people that are doing security and 
grocery stores and things like that. They they aren't the most um, mm, highly in, <laughs> highly intelligent mm. or the most emotionally intelligent people, and that's kind of why mm. they're doing a the job that they're doing. So, mm. um, I think in your situation and me not being there, it sounds like um, this was someone not of highly um, mm. emotional emotional intelligence and kind of took advantage of a situation they felt like he could take advantage of. Right. Um, because of the power yeah. that he's been given. Right. And if even the, the look at that as power is a problem in and of itself. You're mm. a security guard at a grocery store. You don't really, you ain't got no power, dude. Mm. It's, it's, not, it's not real power. And if you mm. are manifesting in a way that, that that is power, it shows how much of lack of power you really have in real life. Because right. you, if you're going to a grocery store to be the big guy, that means in the real world, you really are a small guy. So hmm. you you can only show up big at this grocery store where you don't even have a real badge. You got like a flashlight and you know uh, a shirt that says security. So hmm. if you are going to bully a guy with a cane that's visually impaired, that says to me something different in terms of how you really function. Right, and I thought it was real discriminatory story because I've been coming in that store for for years but I've only been walking with this cane because I can't see that good um, only for about a year maybe two years now but it's been long enough that everybody in the store should know me but I know that that doesn't um, mean that I couldn't steal from them because old ladies can even steal from a store. And, and a, it's a habitual habit shoplifting. Um, and it, anybody is capable of it. From 8 to 85, you will find perpetrators of shoplifting. So I give, I, I, I even give not only the courts, I give the security deference, but don't disrespect me. That's where I draw the line. Now, you may not be able to find, like I didn't, I wasn't able to find a lawyer that wants to take the case, but um, there are cases being won on this very liberty that I felt that I was violated of. Um, it's just difficult to find a lawyer that, that will um, take that case because he can get faster money by taking on a case that's much simpler. So... I find myself in a, in a precarious situation where even if I wanted to protest against them, um, I'll wind up still spending money with that store just under a different name. The only other point that I wanted to bring up about these types of stores is that they, these big stores are covered by insurance for loss. Any thing that 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 um is on their shelves they're insured for it and that's what they pay insurance for so their lawyers advise them don't be overzealous with security because you can get into a lawsuit easily 
because you got an overzealous security guard that thinks he has real power, like you were just saying, and he doesn't. He's abusing his authority. He's being, he's discriminating or profiling a certain type of person that he thinks is stealing. And for what? The money that they lost in the $2 million against the, the, the lady in Alabama is not worth them trying to bust her from stealing. They say that these big real retail stores only lose 2%, uh, even as rampant as shoplifting is, they only lose 2% of their profits, which is covered by the insurance. What they're doing is illegal. But when you're trying to shave and off profits in any way that you can, theft prevention, which is a big industry, it gives money to the U.S. government because it creates jobs. These big retailers are allowed to get away with violating your individual rights. Excuse me for ranting, brother. We're at the 45-minute mark, and we are in black mental health and race, and you may be asking, what does this have to do with black mental health and race? And when we come back, commercial break, we have to take a commercial break, I will explain to you what exactly it has to do with uh, black mental health and race and giving authority um, to do something. And we begin to overstep our boundaries and violate people's rights. Any last words before we go to break? Um, well, I just find it interesting when we talk about rights, um, that anybody could talk about rights, any of us could talk about rights and not talk about voting, because I don't know that you have any rights without voting. And that was what I will be bringing up <laughs> and, and next uh, after this break, because it's going to be very important to who we vote for and how we vote. Yep. And if we actually have any power when we do vote without a proper understanding of the political system. The political uh, system is a part of the system in general, and this system, unfortunately, happens to be white supremacy or white privilege, or not even those two uh, things. You can just simply say what I say, the great white American rhetoric, where privilege is not even allowed to be discussed. I would be considered the racist or the one that's not being objective because I mentioned that people have rights that other people do not have. Yeah, well, I, I think, I, I, I think the distinction to be made is there's rights and there's laws, right? So that mm. you, there, there are what we call norms, and then there's what we, you know, 
um, then that's what we have that's law. So there's norms, and norms are unwritten laws as opposed to laws mm. that are written. Right? Mm. So you so you could have rights by by default because of who you are, who your parents are, right? But then there are laws that you could actually fight for that you could say that were broken or discriminated against or you know or whatever. That's one thing right. that you could legi- legitimately fight for. But then there's other laws that are just laws that it's a it's not a written law that you can't stop in this town when the sun is down if you black. But it's hmm. a but it's a it's a law and it's a right that these people enforce in this town. Right. So and you better you, not say nothing about it. <laughs> well, you you can't say anything about it because you are it, it's an unwritten law that this is a sundown town for niggas. Hmm. Right? Hmm. There's nothing on the books, but you know that if you get caught in this town as a black person after sundown, your chances of hmm. surviving might be slim to none, right? It's an unwritten hmm. law that the mafia exists, right? Hmm. It's an unwritten law. But if you m- mess with them, you know, chances are you probably won't you be able to see it. Right. <laughs> right. And can't there, nothing, there, nobody do nothing about it. <laughs> right, right. There, there's unwritten laws about certain black communities and ghettos and hood that you don't mm. go to. It's not a law. Mm. Right. But certain you, projects if, you if, don't go to. <laughs> right. But if if you go to this community after 12 midnight and you don't know mm. anybody then mm. no it's not a law but you know it's a rule that you don't do that mm. you know and I think it's just, and it would be smart that you don't violate that rule <laughs> and, that's, and that's my point so you know it's one, it's one rule that you can live the fight and that's a law that's on the book there's other rights or laws or norms that you probably don't live the fight because mm. you know you can't jog through this community because white folks won't kill you. Mm. You mm. can't walk through this community, you know, and go to the store, you know, and get uh Swiss sweets or you know mm. uh, without uh, getting uh, shot. Right. <laughs> so those if you know those I mean, that's the double standard. Those are the two rules. Yeah. So, and we can even mentioning that is, is considered uh, racist. <laughs> it's funny how they um, bounce the the um, the proof back onto the um, person that that's being um, mishandled or misused. Yeah. Which, which is why I wanted to bring up, um, we had such a good time with the uh, conversation on Atlanta, uh, speaking of um, things to watch on TV, you were mentioning you from Netflix, we discussed Atlanta uh, two podcasts back. Now this week, I wanted to discuss 
Um, well, but we, but we might want to might want to take that break before we get into this. Because yes, sir. Like we, so I just want to introduce it right quick. Um, it's Snowfall, and it's episode three, Prometheus Rising. All of this when we come back from our break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the universe. Peace to God. You are listening to Black Mental Health and Race. This is a powerful discussion we are having. Unfortunately, we have to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Peace. Peace. 